Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, my son, the general, and you are watching This Week in White Supremacy. Tune in. One, two, is that the one here? Yeah, yeah, oh, behind yeah. you. Did I did yeah. it? Yay! Can we get the clap? Say, hey, 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 hey. Welcome, 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 everybody, to a very, very special episode of This Week in White Supremacy. And in this episode, we have a very, very special guest. To my right, normally... It's Big Blessing, but right across from me is... It's your girl, Big Blessing, and me, Miracle. Yes. Trying to be better with the mic. Yes, please do, Miracle. <laughs> Speak into... You got the headphones on, too? Speak into the mic. I'm going to be professional today. And, 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 and... <laughs> do you have some acronyms? Man. The, the, the voiceless villain today, man. <laughs> the supreme Asiatic intelligently divine. You know what I mean? Oh, what? I thought... Is that... You, you want me to go like farther into the raspiness? Oh, uh, no, nah, like no, nah, I think the, you good. The brutal baritone, the terrorizing. Hey, I, mean, I, I, I thought you were going to do something. Yes. <laughs> the muted Muslim. The muted Muslim. The muted muted yeah. MAGA Muslim. Come on. The um, voiceless villain. Yes. Voiceless villain. All of them things, man. And I'm trying to save my voice. I'm trying to save my yeah, voice. Yeah, save your voice because we got a lot of. I got, we have a lot. Have I got a lot. a lot of smoke for you. Okay. Uh, in, this, <laughs> in this joint. Please, a lot. Please. Um, and we have a very, very special guest. You know, a, a, a legend. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Straight yeah, from yeah. the Bronx, the BX, the birthplace of hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Um, our brother putting in work all over the country. Um, boycotting Black Murder. Our brother, my son. You know what I'm saying? What's up, Mice? I'm blessed and highly favored. Kid. Hey, How are you? I'm 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 blessed that you being at this brother's schedule is what trying to get you <laughs> to come to Pittsburgh to get a it window, a man. You doing everything? You just did a, a giveaway. You said you had a giveaway. Yeah. Um, uh, with the with the youngins, and you going to? Are y'all getting an award or something? Are yeah, you... we're being um awarded by um Melanie Campbell's organization in DC. So well know. deserved, well deserved. So um, now I know, man. When we when when I remember sitting and listening to the music, and you had a project that was God's work, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like I know your God is real. I'm gonna tell you how, right? You know what I'm saying? And I, but I don't know if you said any extra prayers because um. Your biggest critic, man, uh, one of your biggest critics. God took his whole voice, man. I mean, this dude was <laughs> repping Nike, bro. This dude said he was this dude said he was gonna wear a pair of Jordans around his neck. This is the one of the awesome. biggest sneaker heads yes. I've ever it. I've known. Like this dude has more sneakers than probably all of us put together. I get it. You know, this dude has just, he just left Kanye. Just, I'm talking about last week. No, and came no, right no. back to him. Yo, yo, <laughs> no. right allow back me. To him. Allow me. No, and no, right no. Back to him. No, that's, <laughs> tell the whole truth. If you're going to gonna testify, to hey, 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 hold up. Hold up. You just going to lie on a Tuesday? God took this man's voice, my son. God was like, you will not touch my uh, anointed listen, soldier. Listen. <laughs> The gospel was silent for a lot of parts. <laughs> but, you know, uh, Mice, I mean, like, you, I want to talk about, because I think you you got a campaign, like, F Nike. You yep. know what I'm saying? Fuck Nike, that's the campaign. Yep. Um, and, you know, I, I, I guess I saw it, I saw a little bit about it, but, of course, what caught my attention and caught a lot of people's attention is when I saw you posted up about an incinerator. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I saw some, I saw some, like, you had some citrus sevens. Mm -hmm. You had the cherry eleven. The cherry elevens hadn't even come out yet. Yeah. I don't even know how you got a yeah. pair. Yeah. And you put them down the incinerator, man. So I guess first talk about like what was the event that made you say F Nike? And then in that mm -hmm. moment, did you think you would go as far as to like 
burn some of the hottest sneakers. You know, I, I kind of picture myself at the bottom of the incinerator. <laughs> but listen, is this, Catching it, these bad It's boys. a weird story. I, I said it on my podcast, right? Okay. Because I was saying I was burning them. Okay, wait. So just before, before you just, that, let me get to you. Okay, yeah. okay, go ahead. No, I'm saying you want me to get to why No, but what made you say I'm a you know, this was before Kyrie you were saying you was gonna burn No, no, shoes. it was it was it was it was during Kyrie. Okay, okay. So it, it was it was the Phil Knight statement. Right. Mm. You know, it was watching his statement <clears throat> and, and I felt like I was watching the slave owner talk about a slave. Mm. Right. And, and and knowing how much I love Nike, like I go out and get Nikes I pay an extra two, three hundred dollars to get him a month before. That's why you've seen the, the, the red 11s. And all. Right, so right. I, that's what I do. So I'm a connoisseur of Nikes. So you're like a, you would call yourself a sneaker head. Yeah. I would call myself a sneaker. Head. Absolutely. So, um, and when I watched that, you know, just, and I know Kyrie, Kyrie's somebody that, you know, I speak to and got a, a good relationship with and knowing his heart, how pure he is. And right. How he really just stands on for black people all the time. Like throughout this movement, every time, Something happened with Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. Like, he was one of the main people. Like, I was one of my friends works in the NBA. And when they were doing, when they were in the bubble, he was one of the main people. Like, yeah, we shouldn't even be playing basketball. If, if, if we're not going to make the NBA be held accountable to what's going on with right, George right, Floyd, right. if, if we're not going to make them do something for Breonna Taylor, like, I'm not playing basketball. He was standing up in every meeting. He was face, facing a lot of, you know, I, I remember that because they, they went and called Obama. They like <laughs> got President Obama to kind of come in and shut that yeah, down. I do so, remember that. So and he still didn't play. Like, even right. when everybody – so, you know, he's always been on the front line for – and, and, and at that same time, just to touch on it, I think he supported the WNBA in that moment. I think it was because – during the pandemic, right, yeah. is when he also gave a lot of money to support the WNBA athletes. So just knowing that, just knowing where his heart is and how pure he is, and then watching somebody – and right now – Kyrie's sneaker was the second biggest selling for Nike after LeBron's. I didn't know that. Yeah, so this is this is facts. Right. So understanding that because a man was looking into his history and trying to find out where he came from and promoting blackness, right? That a company could say that he crossed the line. Yeah. Like and 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 we just gonna sever the ties. So you you're willing to lose millions of dollars yeah. because you want to make a point and put him in his place. So I said to myself, I should be willing to sacrifice not spending my money right. or losing a couple of thousand dollars to show them that we stand with our brother. Okay. You know, because it was bigger for me than that. It's like, and we're not expendable. You know, like this yeah, is not yeah. a, just an expendable little black boy that you could just say, you got to say what I want you to say, how I want you to say it, or we just going to cut your, you know, cut your supplies yeah, yeah, off. Yeah, 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 so yeah. at that point, I had to, I had to. Because it touched me like that, really watching this video. Because Tamika posted it first. I didn't even see it first. She posted it. She's like, what does he mean, cross the line? Like, who is, who is he talking to? Like, and, and I watched it for like a day. And it really, like, I had tears in my eyes watching yeah. that. Like, it touched my soul. And, and this was after, just to put the video in context, this was after Kyrie had apologized. apologized. He had did a joint letter with the ADL. He had given the ADL. I want to say uh, 500000 or I don't know if it was that much. Like that, yeah. yeah, and, you know, so he had already done those type of things already. Um, so that it was interesting to see that. So you seen that. So you was like, you looked at your shoes. <laughs> I looked at my shoes. I got probably got about a good 300 just around the room that's in my house. Right. I got a bunch of more in storage. And I just was looking. And 
I was like, I'm burn these money. I'm like, I, I don't feel. I don't feel like I can't be me. I can't say that I stand on what I stand on. Right. If I, I, I'm not good with myself wearing these, I'm just. Yeah. I wasn't good yeah. with it. Yeah. And I said, what am I willing to sacrifice to yeah. show? You know that we stand in solidarity. That Absolutely. we're not just expendable. That you can't just degrade us and disrespect us. What am I willing to sacrifice? So if I can't mm. sacrifice some sneakers, then I ain't really who I say I am. Wow. Yeah, I know it was. Um, that was the thing I thought about the most of this podcast. Like, what am I going to wear on my feet? Like, I was really. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike's got you shook. We all I was like, like damn, I can't wear no Jordans. I can't wear no. I definitely can't break no three for no Yeezys out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so I was like, you know, what's the one thing a New Yorker going to respect? Got my construction Tim's on, you know what I mean? I got my constructions on. Um, That's what I'm saying. So, come on, bro. Obviously, you know we got to be in tune. Um, (laughs) So, at that point, when do you say, okay, I'm like gonna go? Because this was a controversial thing, and I want to get into it. Like, when do you go to like? I have these. A lot of them shoes didn't even look like you might have even put them on your feet. They was brand new. Most of them was brand new. I probably took. The most brand new. Those is like the top ten. You might have put like ten k. You might have like just said ten. <laughs> so like, what makes you decide? Because I, I saw like, and 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 a lot of people was like, you didn't you didn't give them away. You didn't you know do that. We're like we're doing a, a giveaway right now. Like right now, right. We're um um we're doing a collaboration with um a, a sneaker store called Social Status. And uh, they have a thing called Be Social. We're doing a giveaway. So on Saturday, we're going to give away a bunch of shoes that folks are donating. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what made you say, I'm not going to donate these shoes. I'm going to set my camera up and I'm going to burn <laughs> So I think for me was I wouldn't give somebody spoiled food. Yeah. Right? If I don't have value, I'm not going to give you anything that I don't think is valuable. Right? If I yeah. think that something is poison... Because that's what it was for me. That the Nike brand for me had been poison. Yeah. So I don't want to give them to you. Why would I give somebody poison? I yeah. I want to eliminate it. You know what I'm saying? So maybe, that would that maybe was, I like poison. I mean, <laughs> but it's a lot of people that like and I understand. Yeah, yeah, that, you know, that's not, true. I'm not gonna contribute to giving you the poison. Got you, got you, you got understand you. what I'm saying? So my mindset was I'm I brought these sneakers and I wanted you to understand that I'm willing to lose this. Mm-hmm. Like, not willing to just transfer the energy. Like, yeah. this energy is negative. I'm not transferring it. I'm trying to eliminate, you know, the, the, the completely eliminate that energy. So I wanted you to know that I'm willing to lose this just so you understand how serious. Because right, y'all right, was willing right. to lose millions of dollars. Y'all said, look, yeah. we could cut. Because we, we want you to know that we need you to stand in line. Yeah. We'll lose millions of dollars. Yeah. So why can't I lose a couple of thousand? Absolutely. Does anybody, I want to. I don't know. Did you all have any questions about? Because I know we kind of had a, a mini yeah. debate about this. No, no, no. You want to go first? I'm going to take it somewhere else. But that, but this whole conversation with Kyrie has been about the lack of <clears throat> grace that is afforded to black people to learn. True. Whether it's our history or just to make mistakes. And so as you're doing this campaign, what are some of the takeaways you want people to get outside of just, like, boycotting this brand. But when it comes to um, giving grace and reaching out to black people, what are some of the takeaways you would like for people to have? That that we deserve grace. That, you know, this is a, a young, like, you know, I had a conversation with Kyrie a couple of weeks ago. We was on the phone for about an hour, and he was just talking about how, like, he came into the NBA as a kid. Like, he was 
he had a bunch of money young. He made a lot of mistakes. right because he only went to school one year. Yeah. Right, he mm-hmm. came out like as a like a like a freshman. So immediately, yeah. he was like a millionaire, like 17, 18 years old. He was right. always so he 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 was coming from the relationship with money to where he thought he didn't have to do a lot of things. Like you know, he had an ego. He said, "I had an ego problem that I didn't even identify with." A lot of young kids coming out and being held that great young. You know, so I had to learn. I went through a lot of things. I made a lot of foolish decisions. You know, and, and understanding that, and when a man can say that and identify with that reality, then he deserves some grace. He's not trying to perpetuate something that. Right. And he admitted that. You know, I didn't know, and there, there are things that I don't agree with. Those, and we should be able to say that. We True. Should, as as individuals, we should be able to look at a whole movie. You you know, it's a bunch of people that watch movies all day and say this is my favorite. Right. And inside the, the movie, somebody's getting raped. True. Nobody ain't say, oh, yo, you support rape because it's rape in the movie. No, right. what are you talking about? The overall theme of the movie is what I, I the, the, the rape scene ain't got nothing to do with what it is that I identify with. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we should be able to have those conversations. And, and, and I heard somebody say we should be able to have conversations. You can't force somebody into your belief system. A lot of right. people have been taught something different than you've been taught. That doesn't mean that they're evil people or bad people. Mm. So this is this what I want to come from that, you know, in my campaign, you know, for me was also just supporting blacks. Yeah. You know, just really, when I started doing it, I said, I could easily just shift to just another high name, Stigable. Let's yeah, yeah, highlight. Yeah. Gonna other, put some Balenciagas yeah, on or whatever, whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. And, and I'm saying, why, let's highlight black-owned sneaker businesses around Black Friday. Let's let's put our black dollar into our black community. Let's start showing. And, and what I found out, there's so many black-owned sneakers yeah. and a dope black-owned sneakers that we didn't know about that I yeah. never would have, I never even would have, t- you know, tapped into had this situation not been created. You know, you know who else found out? Who? Apparently Nike did. I yeah. don't know. Do you, do you, do you yeah. feel like you helped to, because, I mean, you know, and for those that don't know, Nike sued was it two of them, right? Yeah. Two of, and were these brands that you had also promoted as yes. well? Yeah. Have Have you talked to those brothers? I've talked to I talked to one of them, and I'm still supporting them. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since they since they sued, now I want to buy more. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah, yeah. going to buy. Shout out to my brother Kai yeah. Omni Hellcat. Like they brothers, you know, they've been doing their thing. Yeah, 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 a lot yeah. Of, There's a lot of different brands that you can look at that have similar shoes. Yeah. Two that look like the Dunks or the Air Force yeah, One. Yeah. There's a lot of similar shoes like that. So why would you decide to pick these two guys out of everyone? And, and more so, like, and I want to bring Fruk into the conversation. My feeling was, how much are these brothers really making? Like, in the scheme of things, let's say these brothers made, let's say they got they made $5 million off these sneakers. Nike makes billion. billions of dollars. Mm. And why do Ni- why is Nike part of the reason they make billions of dollars is because we make Nike cool. That's right. These same brothers that are doing these, you know, and kind they still of still got a bunch of them still wear Nike. Always got on Nike. Uh, of course. That's what I'm saying. Because it's like it's like a different it's like, okay, I'm gonna wear Nike, I'm gonna wear the brothers shoe now, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I felt like, you know, because Nike should understand like their relationship with us. And then my other beef with Nike, not beef, but my other thing with Nike is, you know, I just mentioned, you know, Cherry 11s just came out. You can't go on Nike and get those shoes because they only make a certain amount to make them exclusive. Then they put them on a resale. And so you have to go to the resale and get, so it's like, you're not even making enough shoes for everybody. You don't make enough ones for everybody to get it. So if my man got, you know, put a little, put a little blacks, you know, uh, uh, um, swag freak, put a little drip on the ones. 
and put a little, you know, there's a little um, lightning bolt on the ones. Like, that's actually, to me, helping to promote the style of shoe that you put out. You know what I'm saying? And you're not putting ones out for everybody. Give somebody a, yeah. a, just another right. And you know, when I, as a, as another brother that I we interviewed for on our podcast, his name is Trent. He's from Canada. Okay. And he was one of the boutique dealers. He was one of the first dealers that he had a license, and they would send him, you know, exclusive sneakers. The special ones, yeah. Special ones. So he had a boutique. And during the pandemic, he was he had had like four or five of them. He had gone national. He was really big with it. And during the pandemic, he was forced to shut down. He was forced almost into bankruptcy because, wow. you know, he couldn't even sell no shoes out of there. So he learned how to sell shoes online. And when he started doing his, his, you know, his um, increased. Yeah, quadruple. Quadruple. So yeah. he said, oh, this is how. So when he went back to Nike, he came to them with a new format. He said, listen, what I'm going to do, I'm shutting down a couple of these boutiques. But I'm going to keep a couple of them open. There's going to be more experience centers to where. When you, the store is going to probably open two or three days, you could come in. It's an experience. It's going to be music played, special only special sneakers. Only a certain amount of people can get in there. Mm. They're probably going to charge you more for the whole experience. And they right. were like, okay, dope, dope. But as soon as he started doing it, he said they switched somebody who was in control of it, and then they told him no. And he said, what do you mean no? They're like, nah, we need you to open up the brick and mortar. So we don't want you to do that. And he said, why? Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, I'm, my overhead... And we're still selling more sneakers. So right. what is it you have an issue with? But the, what they wanted to do was limit him to something. They wanted him to just be the store. Yeah. They didn't want you to tap in because they, they, what happens is you tapping into their resources because they mm. got online sellers already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now they're like, nah, nah, we don't want you for that. Yeah. You got to stay over here and just be the corner boy. Absolutely. You can only hustle in the corner. You can't innovate and do something better. So yeah. they dropped it, took his his license from him and stop giving him sneakers. So, so now That's he's in crazy. the, so this is what I'm trying to tell you. So this is what we've been going through. Yeah. When I'm listening to a, lot, a bunch of things, they were saying Kobe was having issues with Nike. He was, yeah, uh, yeah. So Vanessa was taking, uh, taking her business. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So it's a lot of, when you look at this, Nike has had, you know, they have had foul play with black community for a while. We just yeah. been ignoring it. You know what Jordan had to go through to get all absolutely like we. So this is this is well overdue for me. Uh, and, and we do you know we shout out Jordan around here because uh, Jordan Brand donated to One Hood Media. Shout out to Jordan. Um, so I want to bring you in Farouk because um, I know you you know I know God has limited you, um, <laughs> but you, <laughs> you you know you had a difference of opinions to the burning of the shoes, yeah. and you had a difference of opinion in ter- in terms of. The copyright infringement. Not as so far much, as not so much that. Not that, okay. that that didn't bother me as much. Like you, you pay for the shoes. You do whatever you want. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah you yeah, know yeah. what I mean. That's like you buy them. They're yours. I don't really care. The way I was looking at it was one. The first thing you said was about energy being destroyed, right? Yeah. Law of conservation. Energy says it can't be destroyed or created. It just shifts from container to container, right? I'm not upset that you burned the sneakers. I mean, he created some 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 fire energy with them, with them sneakers. <laughs> no, but it's just like, it, I think that you have to look at, I'm going to quote Miracle here, there's no conscientious decision of the capitalism. Oh, okay. Right? And I think that... The, I mean, that's, that's your quote. I'm, I'm not going to... You, you that gift? Like, why am I in this? <laughs> but I mean, I also, also, the soil of America is rotten, so any fruit that it's going to bear is going to be spoiled. Right, and I think that when you're looking at, let's say Panera Bread, for instance. Panera Bread is a restaurant that has had 
a lot of allegations and a lot of issues with racial. Um, really? Big time. Huge. Especially in Pittsburgh. Especially in Pittsburgh. I, I've, I mean, I don't go to Panera, but I've never heard but, of that. But they, at the end of every day, they donate all their big goods. Right? They, oh, okay. They donate all their big goods. And even though they have these practices, are people not supposed to eat the food that they give out? Right? It'd be very difficult to tell a poor person, someone who's less fortunate, you can't have this because they have discriminatory practices. The way I look at the sneakers things, I was like, okay, I understand what you're saying. Is like you don't want to give somebody a spoiled product. Cool, I'm not mad at that at all. But somebody would have wanted that. Mm-hmm. I think somebody would have been like, you know what? Maybe that, that somebody is me. <laughs> that's serious. Just serious. Would have taken every pair. <laughs> I mean, but you know, like you said, I got sneakers up. in stores. You got sneakers in stores. You know what I mean? Like, but I mean, there there probably be some children out there that was like they probably don't have politically aware parents or like aren't really the most, you know, politically savvy youth out there that I'm like, yo, you know what? I would have wanted them Citrus 7s this this Black Friday. But, I would have wanted them at some point, right? And we got a toy drive or a sneaker drive that we're doing, and it's not so much necessarily about the brand. It's it's more so about, like, there's a communal aspect of the status of sneakers, right? And we all know that. Like, yeah. Sneakers will elevate status. And maybe one child who we always see those heartwarming videos on Instagram was like the class banded together and they bought the kid his favorite sneakers or something like true, that. True. That could have really influenced a specific person throughout there. Now we all do the same work. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. We yeah. all in the same sphere. Now, I'm not nitpicking. It's just like that's not my personal ministry. Yeah. Right. I, you know what I mean? And, but like, and, and, and I'm not yeah. upset enough in. You know no, what I mean? It's I, just like yeah. it, that wasn't the mode that I would have went to voice my opinion. Has Nike done all kinds of whack shit? Absolutely. Bill Bowerman was a the co-founder of Nike Next to Phil Knight was a wow racist. Oh, I didn't know that. No, um, the niggas that did the shit in Portland, the Rajpanan. Remember that uh, documentary? Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. was the one that called Babylon on him. Oh, okay, okay. So, okay, yeah, gotcha. so I mean, like, Nike has always had issues. But that was my, one of the greatest documentaries. <clears> absolutely. But what I would further say, though, is that, like, every brand we consume has a human rights violation attached to it. Well, and I, iPhones, mm-hmm. Hanes, Timberland. Wherever you get your fabric from, they're probably, even the black-owned companies that make sneakers, their manufacturers are probably Thailand, Vietnam, something like that, where child labor is something enforced. So it's like, I would, I would look at it like, if we're going to take, take one stand, it has to be... Yeah, but, but, but you so, can't, so, I mean, so, so I did want to just, just add a little caveat to that, because somebody did send me something that said, like, as I, I was talking to one of my mentors, and he sent me something that said, like, 300 million children don't have shoes. Like that don't don't own a pair of shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He said a billion. No, pe- I'm about to come a for billion people that. worldwide don't have shoes. So like, I, I'm sure that that was the biggest pushback. I'm sure you got as people said like, why didn't you give those away? I mean, he bought them. So he could really do whatever. Yeah, he yeah, wants yeah, yeah, yeah. Of you know course, mean? of course. So how do you feel about what so, this dude, what this raspy boy so, no, said? No, so, you so, see, God weakened him though no, for you. He sounded <laughs> he sounded kind of strong to me. But <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm say this: we all have to pick. Absolutely. We have to pick what it is that we stand Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Right? Because if, if, if Panera was something that touched you and made you feel a way, I believe that you should stand on Panera, right? right, we, right. we have different organizations inside this movement True. that does different work, and all of those things affect back black people. Right. It doesn't mean that we care less about it. It means that yeah. we're more passionate about one or one or few um, angles of the work, so we focus on that. That's something that we profess, right? Yeah. Right. So for me, it was like, it's like saying, why did Rosa Parks, you know, get off the bus when 
They would they would they couldn't go into the bathrooms. We should have stopped going to the restaurants. Mm. We should have stopped doing that. True, everybody true. has to choose their fight. Right, I right. can't choose that fight for everybody, right? I know I have a following, I know I have a voice. I know that when I make a stand, there are people who are looking to see mm. what is it that we can do, right? right? And and I know that when I make a stand that I, I stand on ten toes down 100%. and I say this is what it is that I'm doing, I know it influences just like because 100%. people use social media and they they influence our kids in all type of negative ways, 100%, right? Yeah. So as a, so as I give Nike away and then Nike still got you know um, giveaways and they just they get rid of Kyrie, they side Jared Morant, like we fighting against these things. But I want people to follow me mm. to understand this is exactly what I stand on. Mm. I'm not telling you that that's your sacrifice. Right, right, right. Your sacrifice might be different. You might say, "Oh, well, I want to donate." Okay, if that's he the can't dope. even stop wearing Ye's Yeezys, man. Don't even worry I about his sacrifice. <laughs> I have a war use it. Don't, don't do you. me. Don't I'm do just, me. It's a jo- and, 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 We're and joking. Want, but We're I joking. also want to I want to give you this is a point that I was trying to say from the beginning. So when I threw those sneakers into the incinerator, right. my intention was they was gonna burn. Yeah. Right. They, they didn't burn, did they? They did not burn. I threw them into the incinerator and I'm leaving my building three somebody, days. Somebody was down there with a net and called all them shits. So God gives me a story. It's, my building is owned by a church. Okay. So one of the guys from the church, he said, he said, Hey. He sees me coming to the building. He said, hey, let me talk to you for a second. I said, what happened? He said, yo, there's this young boy that works in the building. He's been working with us. He's in college. You know, things was really hard for him. He couldn't afford clothes. He had just went to service and gave his last $20 to the collection plate. Mashallah. And he's inside. He's working in the building. You know, he's working in the building. And he goes to the, he's working in the incinerator. And he sees all of these sneakers. What size shoe you wear, by the way, Mice? I wear a size 11. I wear 11 and a half. Damn, I wear a 10 and a half, 11. <laughs> oh, shit. So, Go ahead. So he's like, he said, yo, he prayed, he cried because he didn't know where he was going to get sneakers from. He didn't know, like, he was at the bottom of his. So it's like a blessing. Whatever, whatever it is. A God, Christmas miracle. Wow. Wow. I, I legit. Hey, yo. yo. So <laughs> when he's miracle. telling me this story and he's like, yo, you should have seen him like. He was he was just crying to me. Did he know they were your shoes? I guess they knew because after social media, and right, 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 see where it came from. But will or won't he do it? That was God. Will he or won't he do it? It wasn't my full plan. circle. You know, huh. full circle. Yeah, so now that's beautiful. People said that's beautiful that you did donate it, but actually I did. But it wasn't my wow. purpose. But right. it was God's purpose. So at the end of the day, we don't know. I don't know how something moves somebody else's heart. I can't, right, absolutely. I can't, I can't tell you. It's, it's some people that we go out and we protest and we stand up and we go through these things. Everybody's <clears throat> not going to do it. People going, yeah. what you doing, March? This is, this is our protest. Let me, let, me, let, me say this. Yeah. let me say this. I've known you for a while now. Mm-hmm. I've never disagreed with anything you've ever said on your platform. And even then, I didn't disagree with you. I, I was just like, I wouldn't. That, that, that's just yeah, me. Yeah, like, and it's yeah, wrong yeah, with right. that. And yeah, exactly. Right? You know what I mean? But, 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 but. Which ones did you save? I didn't save none. I'm nothing. Still, I'm still listen. I'm still in the process of throwing them away. As I as I recreate my my um sneaker collection. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Saya, which I got on some size right now. I pre that. I pre, yeah, I pre that. When you know, okay. okay. You know, shout out to um <clears throat> Bungie Brand. Shout out to McFly. Shout Brand out Black. To Brand Black's another one. Another Brand Black. Black yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, Have you actively ever purchased Black. a pair of Brand Black? They sold Hell it. no, you didn't purchase that. Go ahead, my son. They Talk about my the black people you're supporting. Shout out to Kai. <laughs> shout out to Kai. Shout out to Omni the Hellcat. Shout out to um my brother Goods with the slick walks. 
It's a, oh, it's Goods a, got some snakes. Yeah, Goods. Oh, okay. Does, you know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of brands. So as I as I get more sneakers, yeah, I'm probably tomorrow. I'm probably gonna throw ten more pairs away. Now let they me ask said, you this: Can you call them first? Yeah, um, <laughs> just give me the address and the time. <laughs> I, can't, I can't really fit in eleven, so that's all you. But, the Lord is still but working. But Miracle me, did have something. <clears throat> okay, she wanted to because you made a statement. You were going to kind of give it to. Now I'm gonna ignore y'all because we have moved on and okay. peace and positivity. Okay. Um, what did I do? Y'all talking about people need sneakers, but y'all are collectors. Like, come on. Anyway. I need to collect. Ooh. I need to collect. Any, anyway, I do feel a certain like when I, you know, I was thinking about that today, and I was like, I don't need none of this. You know what I'm saying? But, and that's what it was for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that was the epiphany, right? Yeah. I said to myself, and, and that's what we have to do. We once we start sacrificing things that we think. Are mm-hmm. that valuable to us? Yeah. And you start unplugging, you realize that shit don't really mean nothing don't mean to you. Nothing. Because when I stopped wearing Nikes, I didn't miss nothing. It yeah. was like, yo, and, and, I don't really need so, that so shit. Can don't I ask you? And, and it's like, wait, I just want to say, and it's like, you're my, you're you. You're exactly. mice. Exactly. Like, like it's not, you're not, we don't be like, I don't oh, need those Nikes. Mice got something. Come on. Yeah, you're mice. Yeah. So huh? that being said, that being said, brand. one, a lot of those brands don't carry my size. So, oh no, I'm just I'm just joking with you, brother. I'm just I've sad. never heard you mention you any of them. Though. Secondly, I've never heard would, you mention. Would, would, would we would nigga would, come on here talking about Nike all day long, Jordan? Because we've okay, already right. we've already made a standard for ourselves. If right, somebody yeah. came out with a sneaker that became the hottest brand in the world, and mm-hmm. they had a black baby being hung on the side, just on the side, of, that was the symbol. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You wouldn't give if somebody gave them to you. You wouldn't give it to no kids. That's a fair that's point. True. No, that's a very 100%. fair point. Because you yes. you you look at that and say it doesn't represent me. It's right. something that's yeah. but I would think me. that's another level of violence, though. But no, that's an, it, it's a level of violence to you. You understand right. what I'm saying? Because we've because it affects me. Because we because yes, right. we've established that as as our standard, right? Yeah. So what I'm trying to tell you is that symbol, the Nike check, represents the, the hanging boy for me. Mm. Okay, right, that's fair. Wow. Wow. And, 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 and just like, to say, I get it because I, I love me a boycott. You know, I still try to boy, like we boycott Walmart because what they did yeah, to John Crawford. We definitely do. Like yeah. we, even to this day, we do not. Shop yeah, we don't at shop Walmart. at Walmart. One, yeah. I haven't been. I haven't been to um, a Waffle House and God only knows how long. I, I yeah, try. Yeah, I did yeah. good. I I've boycotted for like House four and a half years, and then I went back. <laughs> uh, but only do it once. Only do it once a once a year now. And I'm from yeah. Georgia, and we used to go weekly um, because of what they did to the sisters. So like stuff happens, and I and I do think that a lot of times you have been criticized with like activism um, for some of the stances you've made or some of the things you've done. But this was like something that was a part of your life. Like you were a sneakerhead. This was you know you were looking for the drops. And as people say, like stay in your lane. This was this was an issue true, like your lane. True. So, like, how do you feel, like, getting backlash for, like, literally paying and following the advice and calling for a boycott for something that was, like, so near and dear to you? No good deed goes unpunished. Oh, that's a fact. I I just realized that, you know, with when you get a level of notoriety and quote-unquote power, whatever it is, you have to deal with There's people that's going to be conflict with it is that you believe and that comes yeah. with it when you, when i look Definitely. throughout all of the leaders that i've ever followed they're praised now but when they was doing that work it on. was people that hated like literally hated them true you know what i'm saying so that's what comes with levels of leadership and being being able to stand on your square and and, and not waver you know i don't have no problem standing all by myself on something that i believe 
So that's who I am. So I'm going to always get backlash. I'm going to always say what's not popular or most people thinking and don't want to say or scared to say in certain rooms. So I realized that that's just who I am. I've been that my whole life. So I just embrace it and deal with what comes with it, you know? Yeah, it's almost like it's it's this troll culture, and I, I, I do want to get into that. Um, I did just want to say, man, you know, it was a powerful moment uh, when Kyrie took the court with a pair of shoes on one side that said logo here, and on the other side it says I am free. That was hot. Thank you, God, I am. That I thought was that was like a moment of like, wow. And it almost like, tie, like it tied into the work that you were doing. And the reality is, bro, I'm going to be honest, like if you didn't step in front of that incinerator, it probably wouldn't have gotten the attention. Because that's what got my attention. I can't, hey, yo, Mice is in front of that. Yo, first thing he did was he showed me the video. Uh, yes. And I was looking at like, yeah, yeah, and okay. it was like he's and I was like, you see them shoes, you see them shoes. So I think it took that, you know. Oftentimes, you know, in terms of the way the internet culture works, it took that extreme moment. Um, is there a plan, I guess, um, to maybe rally around these brothers that Nike has sued? Like, what? Like, is there a next step? I mean, you're you boycotted, but you also, you know, you come out of until freedom. Y'all are some tenacious organizers. Y'all are some of the best when it comes to the organizing work that you do, when it comes to being on the ground, and when it comes to, like, amplifying situations. I mean, y'all don't F around, you know what I'm saying? So is there? do you have plans to do more around that? So, yeah, I definitely want to get some of our lawyers to understand, you know, the copyright to, to help the brothers with whatever they're going through. Right, Most right. of them pretty much seem like they haven't figured out when I spoke to Kyle. Okay, Kai. good, good, Kai good. said, you know, he's... He's been doing this for years, and his lawyer assured him he knows all of the rules. So, you know, if I can help, I would definitely want to do that. But what I want to do is start amplifying. Like, I want to do a big, big fashion show for black designers. I like that. I like that. You know, that's that's the the next thing that I'm working on is doing a big fashion show for black designers. Continue to amplify them, you know, hopefully – with Kyrie's next situation to be one of the black owned that would be situations. incredible. And yeah. I, I know he's having meetings with a couple of them <clears throat> okay, to try to design because he's really serious about that. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's been talking about you know we probably need to go back to Africa. Like we need to go and just really open up our own. A hundred percent. So I, I want to just be on a. I want to be on the front line of that organization. Also, with boycott black murder, I want to implement those things. Yeah. You know, I want to implement as we boycott black murder. Then. We, you know, as we boycott, we do a boycott, as my brother 19 mm. Key said. We buy yeah. into our mm. own communities. Mm. Absolutely. And invest in our own communities and, and do <laughs> stuff for our own. So it's, it goes hand in hand. Absolutely. And, and then I think sometimes, like you said, like when it comes to black murder, oftentimes it's because we want to get money because we want those things, right? Mm-hmm. We want the, the best Nikes. We want the chains. We want to be like, have people look at us like I'm the man in a sense. Um, did you want to talk about like, because I've, I've seen you boycott black murder. You've had that at least for like three years, right. That I've known about a year, two years. Okay. So like, again, like what was the genesis of that? And, and then, you know, what made you say, okay, this is something that I'm going to really dedicate the majority of my activism work on and my brain power on boycott black murder. I think, you know, being formerly incarcerated, coming from impoverished communities, um, being in the streets a lot of my life and understanding the dynamics that are in the streets, you know. And then when I got into this movement, doing a lot of this work and and us, you know, fighting against police brutality, fighting against things, sanctioned violence, doing all of those things, 
and always hearing, oh, but nobody want to do nothing with black on black people. And, and it's like, we've been doing that. You know, like, shout out to Erica Ford. Shout out to A.T. Yeah. Mitchell. Yeah, you yeah. know, shout out to people that been <clears throat> that that founded the crisis management system inside New York City because that was a focus that they wanted to do. So they, that work has been doing. And I just wanted to say, you know, I want to utilize my platform. You know, I, I speak to a lot of different hip-hop artists. I have a lot of different connections and relationships Absolutely. with hip-hop artists who want who who's saying then we need to stop? Like me and Meek always talk about how what's going on in Philly is crazy, and we, he wanted to put the guns down. Me and Wallow got a real good relationship, right. so I said I want to utilize all of those brothers along with the community activists and create and make the trend of what you know because right now violence is a trend. True. You know, mm. it's incentivized. Mm-hmm. You know, negativity and murder in our That's communities true. incentivized. If you look at the artists they sign in, they don't even sign artists no more that don't have real beef. All of the, the That's artists. That's a fact. You, they got yeah, real beats. The fact. songs is about real violence that they yeah. already committed. Yeah, like real, like real lives. You know what? I didn't even yeah. think about that. Yeah. So yeah. it's incentivized. So when you look and you see these kids, that's why the video, I'm going to let you see the video. When you look and you see these kids, and they, they, this is how they figure is they way out. Because I remember when I was young and I was rapping, I was like, yo, I'm getting out the hood rapping. So if this is what you, if, if the last 10 rappers that got signed, got signed off of YouTube videos that I'm shooting at somebody or I'm robbing somebody or I'm having real beef that people done lost their lives about and they know that's what's perpetuating them Absolutely. to the next le- level, why not do it? Why why you think they're not going to do it? They're following suit. So my thing is we need to take that same energy, those same platforms. Like I tell all of these platforms and these DJs and all these bloggers that say, yo, I love what you do, then give me the same platform that you wow. give to people that's killing us. Right. Don't don't tell me you love what I do behind scenes, yeah, yeah, but you yeah, don't put yeah, me yeah. on the same stages and the same... Say the name. The same say, say who it is, Mike. True, you know, it's a bunch of them. It's yeah, a, bunch, a bunch of them. I, I would be sitting here naming names all day, right. but I don't I don't want to call out. I'm just calling you. Because they all talk you. about you. They like, like, there's so many times that I've listened to these top uh, podcast and they talk about you, yeah. mm-hmm. but I haven't seen. You know, some of them have, but I haven't seen the majority of them, like bring you in to talk about like okay, kind of like we try to do. Okay, we we we're seeing you doing this, and we want to get like a greater understanding, the idea of like what you're doing. Yeah, you know they, they they don't do it. So for me, it's it's changing. It's really culture shifting. Yeah, right. It's making <clears throat> gangster what it's supposed to be. Gangster is when you protect your community. Yeah, gangster is not the one who shoots somebody. It's the one who has enough. Influence and power to stop somebody from getting shot. Mm. But I remember that moment where, and I'm going to pass it to you, Miracle, where, remember the little song came out where they took that, and they made the little hip, that made rap song? No. Yeah. Um, and they was on a golf course. Ooh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. Fine, I remember the yeah, moment Vanessa where I Carlton. Yeah, where I found out like they're talking about real people. Like I'm thinking that this was just a hip hop song. I thought I was like, "Oh, this is clever. This is hot." You know what I'm saying? And then come to find out like, "Oh, they're ta- they're naming real human beings." Whole other level. That have died. And my mind being blown because like in my mind I'm thinking like, "Well, why would you indict yourself, you know, in a, in a murder?" And like multiple, months. right, right. And what would these other families? And then the other dude makes a video yeah. and he's like at the enemy's grave. And it's like, now we're talking about stuff that there's there. Is there a coming back from that? You know what I'm saying? It, it really isn't. And, that's yeah. what I, and we understand that. And the thing is for me is I'm gonna let you talk real quick. Man. I just want to say this. We understand that, especially us that come from that soil, mm. right? So that's why people be like, yo, you so critical of academics and all of them. Because I understand that you 
don't even understand what it is that you're doing. Come on. Because Come you're on. not willing to deal. You're not <clears throat> in a you're not in the jungle with these right. lions and these bears. You're not outside. You're not you never you're never gonna feel none of the remnants of what it is that you're creating as you amplify. Because as you tell us was never outside of beginning. Never outside. Never outside. So you, never you outside. out there say, Oh, such and such just shot somebody. Y'all y'all soft. Y'all need to go get your, your lick back. <clears throat> and oh, you ain't slide, he outside looking comfortable. They supposed to be this and you outside perpetuating that and you got five million followers. So when they hear your you talk that way to your five million followers, now they gotta prove to your five million followers that they say who they are. They yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, who they right. say they are. So now you done created a real beef and you ain't never coming outside. You ain't yeah. never going to have deal with nothing because if you was you wouldn't even want to be involved in that if you understood what the ramifications is for really creating beef like that you would stay out of it that's why i don't do it that's why when i go out there i'm trying to take the guns out these hands because i know that these kids gonna lose their lives they're gonna do prison after two you're gonna be in there 30 days after you got life sentence you ain't even mad at the shit that you killed somebody over no more True. So this this is a reality, and I know that because I I I had to sit there and and I got best friends that ain't never coming home with triple murder, be, and they tell me every day like yeah. it, none of this shit was worth it. But yeah. you don't know that, and you able to capitalize and perpetuate and make money off these kids and keep on doing this shit over and over. And then when somebody says something, oh, you just hating? No, I'm not hating. You don't understand what you're doing is direct conflict in the work I'm doing. I'm trying to save lives, and you perpetuating them getting taken. I was thinking from Georgia, it's weird because I remember when, like, Ying Yang Twins and everybody was popping, and everybody was like, y'all not hard. Like, y'all not talking about this. Y'all just talking about partying. <clears throat> so it's, like, very interesting to watch this turn to violence. But I've also talked about how it's been the police and the military that showed people how to be violent because they show the the killing videos, the stuff, of, you know, Saddam. When the police do a raids, when they want to be strong, they show you – you know, they show the raids. They have media come along. And so we have learned just because of the over-policing, like how to emasculate and dehumanize yeah. other people. So when you're talking about changing this culture, what are some of the things that you would like to see? Because we are in this sea of anti-blackness, but we have had artists all the time be a beacon of hope for our communities. So what are some of the things that you want to see as we do this culture shift? I think what I want to see is like a lot a lot of DJs have started committing to where they're not talking they're not playing records when right, you're talking right. about smoking on some dead ops or you 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 talking about little actual beefs they're not doing that so that's one of the shifts but then I also want you to start playing music that <clears throat> perpetuates something else that shows a different narrative let these kids know that I don't have to just talk about that to be successful right give give them the same opportunities like we know we know that drill music is something that comes from the community and we we identify with that right mm -hmm. it's always it's like you said it's always been hardcore rap it's, and it's always been hardcore but it wasn't directly pointing at real killing at them time it wasn't yeah. it wasn't narrating real beefs that was killing each other it just wasn't doing that you right. got every now and then there was a scuffle some, a crew might get into a beef but it wasn't every time we see you we shooting at you trying to kill you and then when it was when those things started happening we realized that it had gone too far you know what i'm saying so why are we taking it beyond even that at this point so i want to see i want to see the music culture start to shift i want to see you know, a lot of these artists, you know, that's what I want. I want to see artists that even if if, if if that's all you know, if you're the biggest drill rapper in the world and that's the entertainment, the same way that, you know, Al Capone and, 
and Robert De Niro can go out there and they can play these roles. But when they come back to the community, you know it's a role. Right. Right. So I need y'all to come back to them same communities because you know they out there dying and they listening to you. So I need you to be like, yo, this music is good and we did this to save our families and we talking about things right. that's going on, but I want you to live. Yeah. I don't want you out here killing each other. That's not what this is about. This music is for you to reflect and identify because you know what goes on in these communities, but now we need to shift it. Yeah. You know, so that's what I, I want to see more artists take that stance and not just be like, put their hands up after you done bled the community and these kids is going on, they supporting you and they spending all their money on you and they killing each other because they think that's what you would want them to do or that's what you would do when we know that the, m most of y'all is not even in the hood no more. Y'all yeah, got I mean, out of it and you trying to make sure that your family and everybody is safe. Let me ask you this. Do you think a lot of it is because most, most of these artists are broke Right, and you think if they take that stand, they're worried about losing that money. They're losing that bag. Of course, it is. You know what but, I mean? Like because the label puts them in a position where you're already not making a lot of money, right? You already like you know. Let's just keep it tall. All these artists ain't got it like they think they like. They want you to believe that they do, but the moment they take a stand and they've seen what happened with Kyrie, they've seen what happened with other entertainers who have kind of fought against the system. How do we get that 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 message to those artists then I, I to think, put that battery in their back to be like, yo, you know what? Fuck that deal. But it's not even fuck the deal because the music, the music <clears throat> is what the music is. Right. right that's a fact. And we, we already know that. Like, there's always G-Rap from you listen, MOP is my yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, we've yeah. always, always. some Hardcore used to get chain snatched out. We know yeah, that yeah, these, yeah. this is a real. Andy we, up. Andy yeah. up. Yeah. got robbed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So this, yeah. is, this, is, this, is, this is what it was. But the reality yeah. of the situation is we, I know that a lot of those artists, when they did Interviews when you you can listen. Jay would tell you about all all the coke and all the shit in the world. Yeah, but when he did an interview, he right. was talking about black empowerment. Mm -hmm. He was talking about yeah, you know this is this was the only thing we knew. This was the only proximity to any level of success. Drugs was the only thing we marketed. But once I got out of it, I realized if you only you only a drug dealer when you can sell drugs. When you right, a hustler, right. you can sell anything. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? On. So <laughs> so that's that's that was the mind state. So it's it's about elevation. That's why yeah. I, I I take time with these young artists. They be like, oh, you ain't caught up. These kids is babies. They don't ain't no. You supposed to grab them and you supposed to nurture them. They yeah. supposed to see like when you listen to Twenty One Savage and them, they starting to grow. You, that's a fact. You, Twenty One has shown amazing growth, and that's yeah, interviews and everything. The yeah. way you know he talks, when yeah, you absolutely. listen to little baby, they showing growth. They like yeah, man, baby's I'm not, documentary I'm not, like a hood classic. I'm not sitting out here dying on no corner. Like yeah. you, you watch me. They, they just continue to elevate. These but you also I had, I had a meeting today, and I don't, I don't want to say his name because it was a private meeting, but it was one of the most well known hip hop artists in Pittsburgh, and you know his persona, like you said, his persona is get money, uh, you know, get money, women, flashy, and the, the thing he talked about most in the meeting is he's a dad. He's like, I am a father, and I want my children to live, and so I'm committed to doing whatever it takes to help stop violence. And it, it was so inspiring to me because I'd never met. I knew his persona. But like you said. They he, want that. But he understood, like, in this, like, he was like, I want to go talk to these kids outside of that persona. So he understood, like, yo, I'm a, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a performer. I get on the stage, he's going to do his songs. He's going to do the songs people like. But he was ready to do, like you said, I'm ready to talk to these children about living, about right. being alive. And, that's the, and, and it's like that right is, now. yeah. So I, I do think, bro, that it's, and, and, I, and I say this, like you've helped. I do think like that tide is turning and you're seeing a lot of artists and a lot of, because the, the violence is like, it's going too far. Like people, we just lost, we just had a four-year-old girl, little baby girl 
murdered last week. That's crazy. A couple weeks before that, a funeral was shot up, bro. They shot a funeral up. You know what I'm saying? And 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 this video, it's on video, so you see my, people's moms and like screaming because they they drove by the funeral and shot up. This is in Pittsburgh, man. And so I do think like the timing of this, like what you're doing, similarly to the shoe thing, it's like. It's like you're in line with what the universe is asking for right now. And to me, that shows like, you know, your sincerity is like that. You're you're not like this isn't you're not waiting for something to happen and then doing it. You've been on this. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to just big you up for that. You had something, uh, Fruit? Yeah, you just talked over me, so it's okay. Oh, my fault, bro. It's hard to hear no, you because cool. you can't you don't have no voice. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you, you don't have anything else? What I wanted to say, though, <laughs> I wanted to say, like, you know, my brother Angelo said something that was so profound. He said, these kids are not even living a lifestyle. It's a death style. True. And I was saying to myself, wow, like, they, they're actually conjuring up death. Like, they speak in death. Manifesting it. Yeah. Manifesting it every day. Mm-hmm. Like, I watch young kids, like, these new young drills, like, they... It's two or three of them dead in the video. They 14 and 15. Right. Yes, yeah, amazing. And then it's right crazy. now, they be like, yeah, he, my little nephew's point, like, yeah, he got killed. <clears throat> they ran down on him. It's three of them yeah. that's already yeah. dead. And that's the point I was about to come to. Like, when we was out here living this lifestyle, right, we talked about before we was both locked up. Mm-hmm. When we were rapping as a way out, right, did you really think that you was going to live long enough to see a deal? Because I, did. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. You know what it is. I. I'm not gonna lie. I've always had supreme confidence in me. I don't know right. if it was a deal or something. I just knew that God had called me to do something. Right. You oh, know wow. what I'm saying. So, <clears throat> at the end of the day, I was like, I'm not supposed to not be successful. I'm not supposed to not be comfortable. I'm not supposed to not have peace. You know, all of this mm. around mm. me. I don't become. Even when I went to jail. I, I didn't adapt to jail. I made jail adapt to me. I oh, didn't wow. I didn't mm. try to make fit in or oh, you gotta do this to do this. I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna be who I am. Wow. I'm on my own square. I'm doing I got my own rules. I don't I don't have to abide by the prison rules. I know what to stay away from and all those things. Right. But I'm not trying to fit in. I don't need to have this I'm tougher than there. I don't wanna do none of that shit because yeah. it's not authentic to me. Because right. most of the people trying to do that is all they living in fear and I don't have fear of anything. But I, I would say with a lot of these youngers, right, like out here drilling and jugging and doing all these things, like they don't see a finish line, right? You know, it's live fast, die young. Like, you know, for me, like I know me, I can only speak anecdotally, right? By the time I was 20, 18 of my friends had got killed, right? <clears throat> and most of that happened within like a three-year span. And I know rapping was my way out, but I still couldn't pull myself out of the streets far enough to where I was like, I actually felt like I was abandoning some of them. Like, when I was going to, okay, you know, it was like, well, if I go do this tour, I would go on a tour for 13 days. I came back, five of my friends was dead. And I was like, well, if I wouldn't have gone, maybe it, things would have changed. Maybe I would have got killed. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, get me? Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. A lot, like, a lot of our youth, though, that make this music and live that death style, like you said, I like the way I like the way that sounds, unfortunately. But it's a reality. They don't see that finish line. They be like, you know what? I'm going to put a couple of these videos out. I'm going to go viral. I might get a million likes on this shit. And and that's a good life so, for them. So, so question, is it is it is do you think that is because how the media is driven? Mm-hmm. And I and I want to ask you that and I want to bring this because um one of the interviews we did, we don't do a lot of interviews, so especially when we sit down and do an interview on our show, but we interviewed um Dave Mays, 
um, uh, founder of Source mm-hmm. Magazine, Bakari Katwana, you know, who's my mentor, and he was editor-in-chief. And we really started to talk about, like, how hip-hop journalism is gone, right? Like, now, you know, hip-hop journalism is, uh, you know, it's like academics, Clickbait. right? Clickbait. And, and academics is somebody <clears throat> that you've, um, you know, you've had very public interaction with. I think recently, you know what I'm saying? Yesterday. Like, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Like, um, I know that I actually watched the episode where Wallow put him on the phone and I guess tried have has I'm I'm guessing since then there hasn't been really any communication, but I don't know. Is there any been any communication offline? And like, why do you feel like it's important to like show like somebody less academics that's almost like a um like a parasite? You know how the parasite like that's feeds exactly off of a is. dead a dead like dead flesh. It's all like really kind of like what he is. It's a bottom feeder. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, he's a bottom feeder and he's a cancer to the culture. And right. And the thing is. He's able to profit because people live a death style, right? Yeah. Because because people are invested in negativity. So, yeah, yeah. So he's able to profit. So for me, it's like I understand the reality of what we're dealing with, right? And I understand that this is a 30-plus-year-old man. Yes. This is not a kid. You right. know what I'm saying? I, I got a lot of grace <clears throat> for kids. When you're in your 20s, yeah, 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 yeah. you're 18, I got a grace because I understand you. your frontal lobe is not developed. Mm-hmm. Same but, with just like what he was talking about. When he was a kid, he matured, he, he grew up, he thinks different. And, and if you're not around the right type of influence, then you just become what you're around. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. you look at men in society, these kids have already, in their mind, they already, I'm going to die. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like he said, this is what it is. After you see 18, like, that's crazy. Just just hearing that. And when, when I think about probably 10 of mine had died by that time, and I, and I, didn't, I normalized it. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, regular. Not, we started yeah, normalizing regular. abnormality. So if there's nobody else around yeah. us to shift that consciousness, right, then what happens is people like academics are allowed to prey on that. Yeah. This is a man that studied mes- metaphysics. He physics. He was in college graduate. Yeah. So yeah, what yeah. he's it's doing, like biotech or something, biotech, like that, whatever right? it is, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever it is, he's intelligent enough to know yeah. that he is mind fucking these babies. Yeah, and he, yeah, yeah. And he's willing to sacrifice them for his own personal gain. Yeah. That's demonic to me. That's True. evil. That shit ain't just let somebody win. It's like it's like me sitting there watching somebody pimp. 12 and 13 year old girls right. and saying, yo, what you, you just hating on him. He getting his money. You just mad. No, bro. He's, he's pimping kids. Yeah. Like at what point do we make a decision to say, yo, that shit is just not okay. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> that's what's happening for me. I'm watching a grown adult man who is not giving the game to these kids. He's running game on them. He's tricking them off the streets. He's tricking them out of their life. And they, and everybody is gravitating to it and understanding that's conflicting with what it is I stand for and represent as a man. My moral compass is, is, is deeply shattered. Every time I see something that he does, watching him disrespect women every day, you up there every day calling these ladies out their name all the time, every day. Like, and, 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 and you keep being celebrated. He's in rooms with people that I respect as men. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all actually giving platforms to, to bottom feeders to be able to continue to further that, you know, like. So, I ha- so, so when you, when you talk to them, like the people that you respect and it's like, I, I'm, I'm guessing like, it's, it's clear who he is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to me, you know, we, we want the media. I, I've studied media, you know, part of why we exist is because of how the media in Pittsburgh portray black men specifically as criminals as, and so it's like, he's like a part of that line. 
of like kind of degrading and de- even the shade room will throw some black excellence up every one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every four or five posts. It's a say. very focused. It's, yeah, it's a very focused. I've never assault. even. Yeah, I've never even seen him like big nothing. up something there's, in a positive that's what I'm way. To say. There's no yeah. level of positivity. It's there's nothing that is pushing the culture forward. Yeah, in a positive. And, and that's an indictment against the culture. It is. It's you know both. What I mean? it, because like you said, like, and like you would say, man will shout out mice. They'll lodge up mice. Yeah. But it's like, play the music. Play, you know what I mean? Amplify yeah, 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 amplify yeah, yeah. the artists. And, and we, we in and, and culture, we talk a good But not even the it. music, because it don't even got to be music, but that's amplify the voice. Absolutely. It's so much <clears throat> different shit that we doing that we need to be promoted. You know what I'm saying? So it's so much work that we doing that we need to be promoted. We, we. The same way y'all interviewing them, we trying to we trying to grab these young kids and turn them into leaders. Like all of these gang leaders, yeah. those those are the ones we need. These young kids that's on the corners, like we we need to transfer that same energy. We want to make boycott Black Murder the biggest gang in the world. We want to grab all of the top gang members so where we BBM. take it back out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say this. <laughs> no, um, I was gonna say this, and I think this is why. And uh, you know, <clears throat> if I could answer for my brother, I think like. You know, like when you stand, so two, like, I, so one, if you stand next to the brother, I think people feel like it's like you might feel like you don't measure up. You know what I'm saying? Because who, who are you talking about? Just like individuals, like okay, being okay, like, okay. oh, I big up mice or being behind the yeah. scenes, but might feel like if I stand next to him, you know, sometimes, man, it, you know, it's a lot of egos in this game. Of course. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, and, I, and like, I, you know, my story was, I remember when we organized Justice or Else 2015. I remember in that organization, um, and, 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 you know, that was, that was us nationally kind of like behind the scenes and other folks. And I remember when it was like people, people got cut mm-hmm. from speaking. Right. And I was one of the people that got cut. And people was tight. You know what I'm saying? People was tight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if you heard any of this. Yeah. People was tight. But I, but I felt like, oh, Mice is up there. He speaks for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? If he's speaking, I'm speaking. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I, I think sometimes like that, you know, because there's a competition in hip-hop, sometimes the feeling is like we got to, you know, be there. And I think like, <clears throat> you know, standing next to somebody that does as much work as you, I think some people might be afraid to be called out on like, why don't you do more? Like, you have more resources and you have a higher platform than my son. Why is this brother doing all of these things and it's having an effect? What if you lynch your... So I, I, that's what I think. I think people are really a little bit... Because then you got to go all in. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. I, and, and, and the one thing about you that I respect, bro, like... And I've seen... And I don't want to bring up all the different conflicts. But I've seen, like, any conflict or anything, you're always the same. You're always the same, and, that's, and I don't, that's, and I don't mm. never see nobody really bring it to you. you know and that, that's one thing I was going to say. I don't never really see that. I wanted to give you a flower because you're you're a few years older than me, but I remember it was like mice, Chiali, right? A lot of these men that stood on everything you stand on. And I remember when you went away, and I was like, man, I was like, whenever mice get, I know he' about to drop. He, I know mice gonna come with fire. <clears throat> And then to see what you've been doing in the culture, right? I remember the first time Jasiri introduced us was what? Three years ago? Four years ago? Yeah, yeah. Something About like four that, years yeah. ago. And I was like, man, I was like, I was happy that I got to see you not only get your credit, but also at the same time, we always don't, we, brothers like me, you, we don't always get to see some of the deeds we did in the road. 
come, you know, pay those back. Yeah. We don't always get to see that. Some of us don't live that long. Mm-hmm. And that was something Muhammad and I was talking about last night. Like, we don't always get a chance to, you know what I mean, put that good back into the community. So to see you come full circle and be where you are right now yeah. in the game, it's not, I mean, it's amazing because it's it's not a lot of it's not a lot of people who get that light. True. It's not a lot of people who who can keep the spotlight because it's still like Instagram is still entertainment. Right, even with we can be as serious as we want with activism, we can be as serious as we want with this show. Yeah. It's still entertainment. Yeah. Right, you still want to create something that somebody listens right, to. Right, yeah, it's yeah. still consumable, right? It's still something consumable. But just to give you your flowers on that Definitely. aspect, because like you said, nobody's checking you on the wild shit. Mm-hmm. You no. get me? I mean, and, and then I got two things. I don't want to take too much of your time. You just got off the plane and came right yeah, here. Yeah, I, mean, I came here for this, so. <laughs> I appreciate know. it. So this because, is my time. Because we did talk about, like, how, and I, I thought about, um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big battle rap fan um, of go. the Let's culture. Go. Let's go. I, and I thought about how, like, you know, a lot of the, you know, these, the, the, the really what influenced um, what ended up becoming now battle rap was these raps that were taking place on the street that we wish we had video, you and Shine and you going to different hoods, you know what I'm saying? You know, I interviewed, like, Wise Intelligent one time, and he talked about, like, them bringing Jay-Z to his hood, you know what I'm saying, in Trenton, and they was like, oh, Wise was the dude to rap, and they battled, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, like, you know, that Jay-Z, that they, it, it, was a, it was a good battle, you know what I'm saying? And then, but you were one of those early, like, smack <clears throat> DVD and so like I don't know do you um because I know like it was weird about now is people will see you and almost like people might know you from now to maybe a couple years ago but don't know like the they don't know they don't know the levels they don't know like the they don't know the real, levels, like bro. the ground roots that you have not only Bronx and New York City but even in the hip hop industry do you think about that when you interact with some of these these young because you was on some Harlem World Records right. I was on Harlem World. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to be with Mace. Violator. Cardan and all that, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you know, like, that's my my passion. You know what I'm saying? Music has been my passion. I I grew up on Rakim and G-Rap and EPMD. My first record I ever got was EPMD record. Wow. And then Big Daddy King. Like, so this, I I come from that. I was in the park. You know, my friends, my man, God bless the dead, June Brown, was one of my favorite rappers in the world. Mm. And he used to come to my house, and he had notebooks like this. And then he would come to the park and <clears throat> spit in the ciphers, and I used to just sit there. And then i just start wow. writing my rhymes, and then i let him hear it. And he was like, oh, you can actually rhyme. Then I f- remember doing going to high school, and Mace was in the in the, in, in, in um in our locker room, and he came and he spit. This is before he got signed. Oh, wow. My little man, Doc. Doc was one of my – he was the only one of the people I would rhyme to. And he was like, come on, rhyme, man. let Mace rap. You know what I'm saying? I remember being in ciphers like that and then continuing to go on. So I, I'm from that. I, I, I grew in that. I remember the battle with Sean. I remember mm. Nori. I remember me and DMX battled for like an hour in front of the tattoo parlor. And then is that how you got down with DMX and got on? I was – so what happened was my friend Tone, who was my mentor and also the first person who – excuse me, who, who brought me into the industry, him and Darren – was really cool. Okay, yeah, they yeah, really yeah. cool. They, they like bro, they was like brothers. So, and the Rough Riders, they was tearing up the streets. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you would go if, yeah, if you yeah, was yeah, in Harlem yeah, yeah. when you went to Harlem, they would be in front of the Apollo, and there'd be a cipher around them. And they they you see D Truck, and he had everybody sitting in that cipher, and they would rap, and they would grab the young ones, bring them to the studio, and then you go to the studio, 
And then you'll see, you don't, you never know who was at the studio. So I remember being in the studio rapping, and Jay-Z and them was there. And it was me, Drag, and all yeah, of us. Yeah, it was yeah, a whole yeah. cypher, and we used to rap. And, and I remember Jay looking like, yo, this thing is phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? So I remember getting those accolades. Even when we talk about the Gilly battle that I know I won, but you know what I'm saying? But it was always around, it was always in that Puff brought me to the studio like, oh, I need you to battle Gilly right now. After matter of fact, he won the first battle because I think they cheated me, but it was it was cool anyway. <laughs> but the second battle, I won. Come on, so man. so you know what I'm saying? The, the, being in those type of rooms, being in that setting, always in that setting, yeah. always knowing. Like I remember when I first battled Sean, it was like I was my son was on the way. Wow, I was broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the hood. I was like, yo, I got a son that's gonna be here in a few months. You know what I'm saying? I'm hungry. I, I'm coming out here trying to tear hungry. people head off. I yeah. remember w- going to the studio rapping for Un from Entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like yeah, an yeah, hour yeah. straight, every beat he put on, I rapped to. I, I wow. made a song that day in the studio that was probably one of my favorite songs. Like literally, like so. It's so much mm-hmm. history in hip hop, and then I remember being in the first Blaze battle when when man you know, on, that was on uh, what was that Showtime. Yeah, Showtime. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, first yeah, Blaze yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember missing the Hard Knock Life tour. The um, the um, what's the Jay Z? What's that? The Rock the mic. Rock. Was no, it? No, it was Hard Knock Life tour. But what was, was the the the, the documentary? what was the documentary called? The Jay Z documentary. Oh, uh, backstage. No, I don't no, think not that back, was called. I mean, it was called um, something else. Yeah. Why am I? Why am I blank? Um. Don't worry about it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, I you were supposed to be on that tour. I was supposed to be there with DMX. Me and D- I went oh, to wow. me and DMX went to record a song, and he was. I'm. I went to meet him, and he was. I had just missed with Beans. You see the is a backstage. I was backstage. Yeah, yeah. it's called backstage. Yeah. That's what right. it was. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it might be. Also, better. come on. Yeah, you was right. Yeah. So anyway, I missed that. They had you remember Beans and all of them was backstage yeah, yeah, yeah. and they all rapping and I was supposed to be in that cipher and I missed wow. it by a couple hours and DMX like yo you just missed it it was a crazy that's cipher. when the brother from the nation came with the bow tie yeah yeah and yeah yeah, you know yeah, yeah, so yeah it was it was all I remember all of those things man like I I remember the smirk the first time and the only time I ever smoked weed was with DMX wow in Vegas he <laughs> flew me out to Vegas and I'm with him and we smoke weed and I. Almost passed out. Shit Man. was spinning around. I threw up and said, "I'm never smoking again." Like this was my mentor. Like yeah, he yeah, yeah. took me under his wing. So I know what that comes from. And then when I came home, you know, battle rap had they had took. That's when they started doing the internet. It was no internet when I first right. went yeah, to jail. Yeah, yeah. So Jay Mills was my little. This was my little man. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So this is this. He was in my camp. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So he started battling Mook. They they created the glory that. days, man. Yo, you know they yeah, created yeah. him, they created Mook, that. Yeah. Lux, and all that. They yeah, created, yeah, they these, created these that. These people. That's that comes from my litter. So when I came home, and then when Smack, that's when they started doing the battles. We did <clears> the first <throat> battle with me and Enes and um um Lux. No, not Lux. With um T Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. wow. You know what I'm saying? And um, God bless the dead. What's the, the guy name that just passed away? Passed day. No, not him. I'm saying because he wasn't around. No, um, Miles was that? Not Miles from Uh, Philly. What the? Um, not Joey Jihad. Not Joey. No, no, I can't. I can't call. I can't call his name right now. But he had a he had an unorthodox style, and you know what I'm saying. And Mook battled that day. Roscoe? No, no, I can't think. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Anyway, but that I was I'm from Mm -hmm. that. You know what I'm saying. So that was the first when they started doing pay per view. 
The dude who did it still owed me about twenty thousand dollars. Wow. We supposed to be guaranteed twenty thousand dollars, win, lose, a draw. And I never got my money for that. So I forgot who he is. Smack smack no <laughs> That was the first pay per view rap battle in history. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I know that I've been on the forefront of a lot of this stuff. And and I love it where it's gone now. Like people like watching It's its own genre. It's its own genre. Yeah, yeah, they they get paid fifty thousand, hundred thousand yeah, 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 for, yeah. for battles now. Like and they eating you know better than they, some of the, they the eating better than yeah, come on. Yeah, come a lot on, of them. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I love to see that, man. I love the culture. A lot of times I go out to Goods is one of my close friends. Yeah. Lux is one of my brothers. Mook is my like all of those all of them is my brother. So a lot of yeah, times yeah. when they have those matches, if I'm here, I always try to go Absolutely. and support them. So if you had if you if you had to jump in the ring. Who would be the first person that you would do it? I don't first. really know. Like I don't, I don't know because I don't have like. I, but I love the culture. I don't right, have right. like somebody I want to battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like yeah. I don't have nobody that I want to battle. And, and, I, and I think, like you said, man, you're like, you're you're on this elevation. One of the things, man, um, I wanted to ask you as, as we close is like, you know, you talk about a lot like that. Um, a lot of people isn't, aren't built like you. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, it's it's rare, right? You know, certain individuals. That I kind of, and sometimes, you know, you feel like it, like, man, are we like a dying? <laughs> I look at like somebody like Manny, like, that we a dying breed, man. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not a lot of dudes that you can really trust that, like, you know, like, it's like, okay, I know, I know somebody's gonna stand with me, whatever, you know, and I'm gonna stand with them. Like, it's, so like, how do you, because it, it's, 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 it's like you're somebody that's like, you know, you define like what it means to be a hunted. But, like, you're often in, you know, when you're dealing with the entertainment industry, it's like the exact opposite is what runs that. And then sometimes even in the activism spaces, it's a lot of people that, like, pop in. It's a lot, you know, I mean, and I think a lot of people, I think if you, I always tell people, man, I just kind of did a conversation where it's like if you get into this activist space or organizing space, if you don't really love black people, you will not last. Mm, Mm. You will not last, man, because... You're going to get like the, the like the backlash or whatever you get. It's it's tough. It's hard. But I think some people see it as a pathway to maybe get something else. So like, how do you like what like what's the future for you in terms of like you you're you're this way. You are who you are. You ain't changing. Like, is it to continue like grabbing young people to build them up to be a hundred like yourself? Or like, how do you see the future of this thing going? Well, first, I just want to give you your flowers, man. I appreciate that. Everything that you say about me is exactly the same thing I say about you. You've always it. been 100. You've been authentic. Thank you. You know, you have done trailblazing things, especially in this work. One of the dopest artists spitting. Thank you. So thank you. there there are people like me, like watching yeah, yeah, you, yeah. knowing every time I call you, it's the same exact energy. Every time we're in the building, it's the same energy. True. Knowing if we're on the front line, I know that you're there for me all the time, just like you know I got your back. So Absolutely. It's, it's good to know that we have other brothers in this, that you're not crazy. Yeah, I yeah, look, yeah, I, yeah. Look, I look at Jasiri, I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy. Jasiri <laughs> is still the same. It's a, yeah. every, some of these people, for like you said, they fall by the waistline, they change, they switch up. Yeah. But it's a few of us that's 100, and we going, that's what comes with it. We, we deal with whatever comes with it, and, 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 you know, and I stand on that. You know, I think for me, I don't know what the future holds, right? Yeah. I just know I'm going to be me every day. Mm. You know, yeah. I know every time that I'm passionate about something, I'm going to put all into it. I know I'm passionate about saving these babies' lives. I know yeah. I'm passionate about watching us evolve into the next phase. I know I'm passionate about generational wealth and about 
just actual having happiness. Yeah. Or not just existing, but actually living, just watching the beloved community. I'm passionate about that. I want to see us come together and live in a, you know, in a, in a environment with the level of energy that's at peace. You know, I remember being a young kid and not having much and always feeling scattered and trying to figure out how we're going to do this and feel like being forced into the streets, you know, like really being forced into the streets because I didn't see no other pathway. The only vision of success that I seen was the drug dealer who had everything that I wanted. So understanding that I don't want that to be for nobody else's kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want to change that. I want, I want to make, I want us to identify our power. I want us to see the energy that we have and what we can be. And I want to be one person who remembered for putting everything he had into doing that. Absolutely. You know, that's, that's, that's what it is for me. I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm going to see exactly what I want in my lifetime, but I know that I'm going to put every bit of energy when it's something that goes against my moral compass. I'm going to speak out. I'm not going to be quiet. Right. Because the only time evil could prosper when good men yeah, are silent. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we can't, we can't continue to peacefully coexist with bullshit. Yeah. Like this coward culture, this is coward culture. That's what yeah. I call it. Yeah. And we, the cowards are being elevated. They're being, they're allowed yeah, to yeah. just, they're allowed to just continue to just weasel through. And all they could tell you is they got money. Like what else do you got? You, you so poor that all you got is money. Yep. Like the academic said something back to me today. Oh, you poor, you broke, you this and that. <clears throat> but I have integrity. I sleep good every night. Hundred percent. I don't got. I'm here by myself. I don't got yeah. thirty million people to follow me around. Right, right, ain't nobody. Right. Well, you're not here. You're not I mean, I'm not here. by yourself. I'm man. not here by. But ain't I can't. nobody doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I'm <laughs> saying. So I know it. Well, who we like the yeah, government? We, we, yeah, we. Yeah, we gonna make sure that. Yeah, and that's what it is. And, yeah. and, and that's how I live my life. Everywhere but, but like, that I go. But like you said, like you know, academic can't move like that. And, and I know what you're saying, like because you've been. You go everywhere, you've been everywhere, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Even when people was like, oh, if you come here, you be there. Yeah. You're like, I'm here, I'm by myself. Yeah. And and it don't never be that energy in person. But if it was, I mean, you know, to, to let folks know, I mean, you might be by yourself physically, but you got folks like us, and I'm sure brothers and sisters all over <clears> the country, that will ride with you, you because know what I'm saying? That's if what you need is, because that's what the energy, that's the energy that I yeah. put into the universe. That, you know what I'm saying, when people realize that you authentically believe in something is people is people that's in my dms and people that i see in the street like yo you you got a soldier you good or and i'll be like nah i'm good like yo you such and such said that you want me no i don't want you to do none of that you know what i'm saying <laughs> and they they take it and that's what i'm trying yeah, to tell you yeah. people don't realize that the energy that you put out a lot of these people have beef with people that they never met before 100 mm-hmm. percent. that because they put out so much negative energy that and people want people are opposed to that and they don't even realize that yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's like i i understand that understand what my purpose is every yeah. day i know i'm living in my purpose man yeah you, you know I, what i do with music <clears throat> is i could put that's my passion and my purpose so i connect my passion with my purpose mm-hmm. and i'm able to connect to these kids through music that's that's what it is for me the music is the conduit to actually save these lives you know Beautiful. so when you look at funk flex freestyle and all those things it's a method to it. Still it's, one of the best. You know what I'm saying? A it's, a, it's a method to, <clears throat> it's kids that's 14, 15, go, yo, that's my favorite. Yeah. So now you're able to listen to me. Now I'm able to connect you, and now I'm able to take you to the next level. So that's what it is for me. It's all. It's always about just growing and evolving, man. Man, so I, I do have a question. I don't think I've ever asked you. Um, And then I'll, I'll, I don't know if you have anything else that you want to, because that was a good 
kind of wrap up right there. I did want to ask you because I remember, I remember meeting um, Tamika and, and, and Linda. I think I met them through Carmen. Because I was working with the Gathering for Justice. I remember, and I remember like NY Justice League. And then I remember, you know, I remember, you know, the Women's March, you know, and we were there, like me, mm-hmm. you, and Aja Monet doing a thing. And, 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 they, and them not wanting us, you know, them kept trying to cut us. It's one of the, you know, like, I, you know, like I have so much respect for like Tamika and Lynn because they could have folded into that pressure. They said, no, nah, they, they get on the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I kind of did, I kind of maybe turned my head to the left and turned around and then it was until freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, can you talk about like where, like, and then, and then it was like, not only was it until freedom, like everybody had matching yeah. sweatsuits and hats. And Yo, you, like, you giving this nigga so many ideas like, about branding and merchandise. That he's I was like, like Yo. we got to get sweatsuits. Well, every time you see until freedom, he's like, Yo, I need that. <laughs> so I like, need that. so like what, um, was it like? Did y'all meet? Like, how how did how did uh, how did Until Freedom come about? Mm-hmm. And and then you know just the the work that you all are doing, um, um, continue to do right now. I mean, and I th- I thought about you when I saw the brother, you know, they settled with uh, Kenneth Walker, uh, Brianna Taylor's uh, boyfriend, and just the work <clears throat> you all put in on the ground, mm-hmm. um, um, in Louisville. Like we came to Louisville, um, you know, because you all invited us to come help. Um, um, in 2020. So how did Until Freedom come about? And then, I mean, you already gave me the sweatsuit link, but you know. <laughs> so, so Until Freedom, you know, it, it, it was, it was a long time coming, right? Like you said, we started out with the Gathering for Justice. Yeah. You know, that was my entry point. Tamika and I had met at an event that we was doing a Christmas giveaway. And, you know, I started telling her about the work I did. We had realized that we had known each other from years ago because wow. Her cousin had lived in my building right underneath me, and she had stayed there. So I'm like, you look familiar. So, you know, we started building, and then she, you know, I had let her hear this song that I had did for Trayvon. You know, I did, what do I say to my sons after, you know, the the Zimmerman verdict? Yeah. And she was amazed by it, and she was like, yo, you, this, we need to hear this. This is, I know Trayvon's mother. I want to let her hear it. I want to, and then she brought me to Carmen. You know, she's like, Carmen is going into prisons. You know what I'm saying? Inside the Bronx, I want you, y'all connect. It'll be a good fit. So I started going to the detention centers with Carmen. Mm. So, you know, that's, I started doing all this work. That was my first entry point into the movement. Right. You know, that was like in 2011. Yeah. So that was my first entry point into the movement. And I'm like, wow, this, I remember my first rally, we came out of the detention center and they found out that they weren't going to charge Daniel Pantaleo for Eric Gardner. And that's when we had one of the biggest rallies in New York City. And I remember being in the middle of the street like, yo, this is the work I want to do. So but as I started moving on, you know, Mr. B's organization, they have their own parameters. You know, there's yes. things that that I can't say and do. Yes. Um, you, when, I, when I put the song out, the first song that The Gathering put yeah. out, it had to be censored mm-hmm. because Mr. B wasn't. I had a line that said, fuck the police like Boosie. They just, nah, Mr. B wasn't playing that. So you're absolutely right. You it's know, that parameter. So yeah. I understand that. I'm like, so I understand that it has parameters. So what I want to do, you know, after that, we went to the Women's March. They went to the Women's March and it became one of the biggest things. We, we, we did, um like you said, we did Justice for Else. Yeah. Then there was the Women's March. Yeah. And I was like the head of security for the Women's March. And I was just watching how, 
our voices were muted, even as black women and women yeah. of color. Like, they went through so much shit in that organization. Uh, 100%, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and just watching how it, there was no space that allowed us, especially me, Tamika, and Linda, to completely be us and, and, and have our voice in the culture. you Because know, yeah. I wanted the culture to be involved. There were so many people from my community that was like, yo, I love what you do, but... I, you know, I don't know how to speak like that. Or, you know, I, I ain't, I ain't, what you mean you ain't? What did you mean? Because the, the, so far in this movement, you had only seen it represented one way. You weren't, you didn't even understand how I got into it. You didn't. Yeah. Yeah. You, so I, I, I was fighting in certain rooms to where, you know, a lot of times my voice was being muted or you got to, you can't say it this way. You got to say it that way. And I'm like, no, but that's not how to hear it. The people that I'm trying to save need me to say it this way. Yeah. So you, so obviously these organizations, as much as I love them, that elevated me and put me in position, I said to myself, it's time for us to design our own, you know, organization. To me, yeah. had and Linda had the horrible experience with the women's march, and at, coming out of the women's march, we said to ourselves, we need something that's us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We need something that's for this culture because these kids that we try to save. As much as they want to be in the movement, they don't see themselves in the rest of these movements. Yeah. You know, so we wanted to create something that we saw ourselves, that we were able to be our full authentic selves, mm. that we were able to utilize the culture, utilize our voices to say what we wanted to say yeah. at all times. And, you know, yeah, women's said, march on a sweatsuit don't have as much swag nah, as Until nah. Freedom, you know what I mean? You know, so I came up with the name Until Freedom. and Oh, that's you? Yeah, I came, okay. okay. came up with the name and then. We came up with the design. We were just in the room one day. We was like, all right, we got to create our own stuff. And we sat and had a marketing meeting, me, Tamika, Linda, and Angelo. And we just sat there, yeah. and we came up with it. And, you know, We just ran. And, and right after we created Until Freedom is when um, George Floyd yep. and Breonna Taylor. So <clears throat> that was like the our first entry as work. You know, we, wow. We went straight to work in that. Absolutely. And, and from there, we just started, continued on. Mm. Man, man, so appreciate your... So my careful. question is, you talked about how you got into the movement and organizing. What has been some of the lessons? Because there is no school that teaches you how to be an organizer. True. You know, we show up because we care. What has been some of the biggest lessons you've had to learn while navigating these spaces and even creating your own organization? Um, I think what I had to learn is that about media. A lot of media and social media and not feeding in to narratives, not allowing people to mute you or make you feel like you can't say what you want to say or you shouldn't say that, and, and learning how to fight back. You know, what? I, the biggest lesson that I learned is that when they this cancel culture that they try to, you know, people attack the movement. And the only time that you able to, it's able to work is when you become silent and you get scared. You know, and that, and that's how a lot of our leaders fell to the part. Somebody tried to attack them and went at them, and, and a lot of them just fell back. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. My voice is going to be just as loud as y'all hating. I'm going to continue on louder. So I realized that my voice and, and, and voice inside the movement has to be strong. You have to stand on whatever you stand on. You got to be willing to you have to be willing to live and die by whatever it is that you represent. So that was one of the major things because being, especially in the women's march, the women's march, being on the outside, just actually looking in and watching how they try to destroy those women of color within that movement and how it was so much noise and people trying to cancel them and people putting things on them and just in them and 
and knowing that if they weren't strong enough, if these were if these women weren't the strongest women I ever seen in my life, then they could have been like perished. Like they, they could have went into suicidal mode. I watched them go through shit that I've never seen in my life, mm. but they were able to stand strong. And, and, and it was a testament to what it is that I believe. Like the minister always says, you look the devil in his eyes and he will flee. You know what I'm saying? So that was one of the things that I, that I got from this movement. It's like, this movement is not easy. You know what I'm saying? Fighting for black people is not easy. A lot of times you're going to fight against the same people you're fighting for. True. You know, so it's envy. It's all types of things that that come. I thought the music business was bad, but I realized this <clears throat> movement come on. is even worse. Man, man. Come people on. don't accuse me. Of st- I ain't never stole a thing in no movement. Now, in the streets, you know, when I was in the streets, it was a different thing. But in this, I've never stole nothing. I've been called everything from fake this, the ambulance chase, all this because you want to fight and willing to put your life on the line for your people. You know what I'm saying? So you got to take that. You got to have real tough skins because True. a lot of these people don't even know. Like Rosa, Parks, they said Rosa Parks that she would have stayed, she would have saved a lot more if they knew they were slaves. A Harriet lot of people, Tubman. Harriet, I mean, yeah. my fault. You're right, yeah. Harriet Tubman. But a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know the positions we in. So a lot of them is fighting against you. And not knowing that when you get free, everybody going to get free. The, right. the same thing I'm fighting. All you got to do is be quiet. I ain't asking you to fight for me or with me. Just don't fight against me. So they, the enemy utilizes our own voices. And, you know, just understanding that, you just learn how to circumvent that. And learning how to get in before that is one of the biggest lessons that I learned. And That's so a great one. with that, my question would be, like, how do you decipher between the cancel culture and, like, the critique. Cause, like, we d- we all don't know everything. Mm-hmm. We make mistakes because we're human. So how, when this is, th- when you're going through these controversies, how do you say this person just wants to do clout and make a, make a big fuss of nothing, but this person is actually trying to, to talk and show me or explain where I may have made a mistake so much? Oh, because for me, I'm, I'm open to dialogue. So when you when you make a statement... Or you question something to me, I have no problem answering the question. When I realize that every answer, every solution I got, you got another problem, then I realize you're just trying to be divisive. I, when I can show you and I can point out this and that, and even if we can agree to disagree, then that's part of life. Because everybody doesn't agree on I don't agree with nobody on everything. My approach to something or my theory or ideology might not fit you, <clears> and it's cool. But it doesn't, it, just long as we know that it comes from a place of genuine you know, in authenticity, and it's not rooted in malice or anything like that. Because I've never, I don't do things that's rooted in malice. I don't, I don't come from that position. So, anytime I can have dialogue with somebody, and 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 you still trying to put malice and malicious intent on me, then I know that you're not, you're not trying to, you're not trying to have um, real relative critique. You're trying to do something to harm me. So at that point, I know how to separate myself from that. Thank you. Um, well, we, man, this might be one of the longest interviews we ever did. But, and I, I still got mad questions, you know what I'm saying? But are you are you good? I don't have much of a voice left. Yes. Um, yes, you had something oh, else? Oh, we're wrapping up? Let's do Yeah, question. yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to do the joy one. That's my Oh, that's my yes, idea. yes. That's so, a great question to end on. <laughs> um, my thing is always about this movement is hard, but it, there's also a lot of good that happens and people you're make, making connections with, you know, when we go to different cities, the different, for me, it's like the different food we get to like try in different places. But like what brings you joy as you do this work? What is like sustaining you 
um, the, as you're going through, you're, you're talking about stopping murder. So you see a lot of the worst parts of people. Mm-hmm. You've survived going to the, the, you know, prison. You've been through a lot. So what feeds you, what motivates you, and what brings you through? I think what feeds me is seeing change. Like, you know, I think when we actually got an indictment on the, the, the officers for Rihanna Taylor's case, knowing that, you know, I relocated and for three, four months I lived in Louisville. I cried <clears throat> with, you know, with um Tamika Palmer about her daughter that I cried with Kenneth Walker. And just when you're able to see those things, when you're able to see fruition, when, when you know that you cried with George Floyd's family and you sat in living rooms with them, and you was in the courtroom when they actually received some level of justice and some level of accountability. Those are the moments. And then it's also the times when family members say thank you. You know what I'm saying? When when you build those genuine connections, like Tamika Palmer is my family. That whole Palmer family is my family. The Floyd family is my family. My son was in Vegas, and he ran into George Floyd, and they grabbed him like this is their family. Like You know what I'm saying? So we create genuine bonds with people because it's genuine. You know, and, and going, like you're saying, going able, in and, and, and those times, even mm. sometimes we might cry together, but every time we go to towns, we break bread with each other. We sit at the table, and for those few minutes, we laugh and we enjoy each other. We have some drinks and we eat. And even though it's, it's it, it, you know, it started out from the pain, it grows genuine love, and you're creating a True. bigger family, and you're seeing lives change, and you watch watching you know, everyday individuals grow into their own activists and their own leaders that being forced into it, but seeing them gravitate into this level of strength. Like, you know, every time I watch Tamika Palmer speak now, understanding what she's went through and understanding that and seeing her just evolve into this person yeah, is even Sabrina Fulton, like watching them evolve yeah. into what they are. It's just, it's, it's, it's for me, that's like that's one of the joys. Watching young kids, like when I go to these schools and I'm and I'm teaching kids about, you know, anti violence. So I'm going there doing music with them, whatever it is, and seeing young kids say, I wanna be an activist. You know, I wanna do this and, and, and them having a grasp, a real understanding of what's going on and, and wanting to change. Just every every time I see levels of growth and change, that's what makes me happy. Man, well, we appreciate that, and I, and I, it's interesting, uh, um, brother, because I think like, you know, you get into this work, like like you said, like you came in, um, and you started going into the into the jails and the prisons. I, I don't, I don't, you know, you didn't think like, yo, I'm gonna be a famous, <laughs> I'm gonna be a famous activist. You know what I'm saying? It's like you get into this work because you have a genuine love, and then you achieve a level of success, a level of um, um, notoriety, you know what I'm saying, and a level of support. And I think sometimes people look and then they'll say, oh, you're doing this. You're only doing this to get this support. But it's like, and that's why I was kind of asking about your journey, but it's like you weren't, you didn't see me in the beginning. But we all came together and we was in these rooms and we were doing this work and it wasn't the cameras weren't there, the attention wasn't there, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, it's one hood. We're going into uh, 17 years, you know, 16 years of this work. And it's like, but, you know, you some people met us in 2020. Mm-hmm. 
and was like, oh, you know, uh, oh, y'all just was, popped up. Yeah, it's like nah, but you didn't see us when we put the roots in, and you didn't see. It. And so I think that, so that I think that is that dichotomy sometimes because you are so visible, and because we see you, you know, we see you on BT, we see you. It's like oh, you know, like why are they on BT? Um, and, and, and sometimes we'll think that is like, oh, they, they're only doing activism so they can be with little baby on BT, not seeing, you know, the work that, that folks have put in for 20, 25 years, man. And so I just want to say like, we see you brother. Uh, we appreciate you because you could be doing anything else. I mean, if you wanted to just go right for people. Yeah. I'm not just being honest. I mean, the level of skill the brother has, if he wanted to just go behind the scenes and write for people and just be in the music business, like, you could do that. Like, you have that level of skill to sort of use your platform for the things you use your platform for. We appreciate you. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come kick it with us. And Anytime, we gonna, yeah. And, and we're going to go break bread tonight. Break you know bread. We're going to go break bread and enjoy, <laughs> yeah, enjoy ourselves tonight. So, with that being said, um... Week of white supremacy. Maybe next time we'll have a full 100% Farouk. Yeah. <laughs> See y'all next year, y'all. Peace. Peace. One hood. Welcome to the whitest house. Slave souls haunt the halls when the light is out. They suck the blood of the poor and the wipe their mouth. The last gas of a world that is dying out. Welcome to the whitest house where every room is a tomb that they lie about. Where you can put your filthy feet on the finest couch. And for the right amount, you can even buy